Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Wednesday night. Well, I mean, not really Wednesday night wallop. It's a Wednesday night wallop, all uh, full gear, full gear preview. Uh, it's Ryland Turner and Kyle Joseph here. Uh, we don't have a Wednesday night wallop for this week, but we are previewing the pay per view as it sits right now. I'm sure there's going to be matches added. Firstly, Kyle, how are you? Doing all right. Um, if there are any matches added immediately, we will probably catch them, but. As of right now, I feel like we're just going to have to go fly in blind a little bit. Yeah. So uh, going forward for pay-per-view weeks, or I guess no, it's premium live event for WWE, pay-per-view for AEW. So for pay-per-view weeks, we are going to be cutting out the Wednesday night wallop and just doing, I mean, I guess a preview or something like that. Um, and that's going to be our format going forward for these weeks. Um, Kyle, are you excited about full gear? Not really yeah me too we're gonna get into that um but we are gonna catch up because we did have a week off last week and we're gonna have a couple weeks before we're back into the full swing of things so we're gonna talk about the news as it sits right now kyle nwa is in the news and man it's not positive so hard times three happened um i from what i have gleaned there were some positives, but the thing that everyone is generally talking about is that the new NWA World's Heavyweight Champion is Tyrus. He beats uh, Trevor Murdoch and Matt Cardona in a triple threat to win the title. I, yeah... This is not NWA. So I'll get, here's what I'll say about this. NWA has been in the news because Nick Aldis basically called them to the carpet for a lot of the nonsense that they were doing, which is gen, which is genuinely fair. And it's interesting that. I, after all the goodwill they won from Empower, the show that they did last year, they seem to have spent all of it. Yes. Yes. And not only are we seeing, like, I mean, this show only had... Women's matches? I mean, that's what we're getting on AEW pay-per-views anyway. I agree. That's not... That's it's, my point exactly. It, yes. Um, yes. And I'll say this. For the nine matches we have lined up for this one, we have three women's matches uh, set up, which I think is an all-time record. So we'll see what Tony Khan uh, is planning on doing. But, like... Yeah, it's not good. Um, there's a lot of the talent that they started with is admittedly gone, which is part of the problem. And they seem to be running with Tyrus. He That's uh, another problem. That's Billy another Corgan, problem. Billy Corgan seems to like he he wants big big guys. He wants more more big guys fighting. 
And he, he uh, went into this whole diatribe over the last like week about how he wants the toughest guys in the business to face off against the other toughest guys in the business. And I'm like, firstly, Tyrus is problematic to begin with. Making him your champion is a questionable decision. And this is coming from a guy with a Smashing Pumpkins tattoo. Like, I, and one I don't regret either. I love the band, but the man behind the, the wrestling business is only growing more problematic. Like, he's challenging his audience to not watch the product on, on like, wrestling podcasts. This is, it's beyond ridiculous at this point. I think it's beyond the Tyrus thing. I mean, the Nick Aldis thing is really the big story where he's leaving the company, he's a free agent, he's not planning on signing with the NWA, and he's come out and he said some negative things about Billy Corgan and his booking and the way he does his shows. Um, I think that's the most telling thing uh, of all of this, is that this is a guy in Nick Aldis who was your top guy for the last four or so years that the NWA has been running shows. I mean, it might even be less than that. Um, and he has been the, the NWA champion for the majority of that time. And this guy's leaving the company disgruntled. That's not a good look. That's not a good look. That's just my thing. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't say it any better. I just, there's a lot of names in here. I feel the same way about Control Your Narrative. And I don't, have any particular feelings about EC3 personally, nor do I have particular feelings about Billy Corgan personally. There's a lot of names in here that there's a reason some of these people aren't working. You know, in Tyrus's case, there's more than one reason. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's, you can't just, you know, grab whoever because, because you need to, you got to make the show, you know? No, I agree. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, the only other bit of news we had was that um, the Billington Bulldogs have signed full-time with MLW. That's the Dynamite Kids' sons who have been paired with uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. Uh, in the promotion. We don't cover, you know, uh, MLW here, but uh, certainly um i think that's a that's a that's a fairly prominent story i think in the wrestling world considering who their father was i guess i'm so i'm not as like I, not no disrespect to mlw i like i i think mlw does some some great work and if nothing else they have proved in recent years that they have produced quite a lot of talent and I like a lot of the people that are working over there right now. They they got Lindsay Dorado's the world middleweight champion right now. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, you know Alex Hammerstone is their champion. I, I'm a fan of his as well. Ty Valkyrie has a title over there. Like they they've got some good people doing some good work. Obviously, Jacob Fatu has been is you know sort of carrying the promotion on his back a little bit. He's been fantastic. But the thing about it is that it's 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 sort of a it's a it's a wait and see what they decide they want to do with these two. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've Start. got some some interesting plans, maybe, 
but uh, right now it's a it's a lot of wait and see. Uh, maybe MLW will sneak his way its way into uh, a Wednesday night rewind uh, going forward. Maybe we'll uh, dip into that a little bit. We'll we'll, we'll see in the future. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see what uh, what they've got in store. Kyle, I've got breaking news for you. Captain Insano has appeared on Dynamite tonight. Uh, I hope not to book a match. Uh, it, he he looks like he's with uh, the acclaimed. So they said they were going to bring a special guest. Okay, that's uh, lots of jokes. That's good. Oh. We'll, we'll, we're going to talk about that, I'm sure, this this coming weekend on our full gear review. Um, Kyle, it's time to get into full gear. It is. We're going to go match by match. We're going to talk about everything that's coming up. So I'm going to read this uh, from bottom to top because the, the top one is at the, the World Championship, and I want to save that one for last. As of our recording, there are nine matches booked. If one gets added while we are recording, we're recording this during Dynamite, uh, we'll try to add it in and add our thoughts. But as of right now, we've got nine matches booked, which I hope we're not getting more, too many more than this. Yeah, okay, I agree ten, with you on that. Ten would be fine. Um, there are some people missing who I would like to see on the card, but I don't think they're going to get any anything anytime soon. I do feel like we're going to get an elite appearance at the pay-per-view, but I don't, I, I don't suspect they're going to have a match. And if I they imagine. are, it's probably going to get booked on this dynamite. Yeah, but we'll see. Um, first thing I want to talk about is we're in a stipulation match. I, I kind of called this a little bit, um, and I'm glad to see it. Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry in a steel cage match. Here's what I'll say about this match. I'm excited to see it because these two have really good chemistry together. And I think this is going to be like a, a show stealer match. I hope this ends the feud until Christian can wrestle. I agree. I hope this puts this to bed for the time being. Let them go on their own pursuits for a little bit, and then when Christian comes back, you can have Jungle Boy chase after him. Fully agreed. But but yeah, I. What are your thoughts about the match itself? I mean, I'm excited for it because I want to see Jungle Boy succeed, and I think this is the perfect opportunity to let him, you know, get that big moment. And and I, you know, there's a, a top of the cage stunt coming. Uh, it just, it, it would make sense with this guy and this character. Um, I'm excited to see it, like you said, kind of be done for a while though, because I'd like to see what jungle boy, Jack Perry can give us in 2023. Could he become a TNT title, a contender, uh, perhaps an all Atlantic title contender. Like I would like to see him get some gold beside the tag team besides rather the tag team gold. And I feel like this is the perfect liftoff position for him. Let's move on. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus Sting and Derby Allen tag team match. Uh, Ryland, do you have any excitement for this match? Because my excitement level is absolutely zero. Yeah, I'm pretty much with you. 
Um, I think that it's a little bit ridiculous that the wrestling community on Twitter is going after Sting after he's being booked for this match saying, just retire. Um, Sting has been doing phenomenal things for a year. Jeff Jarrett has been doing mediocre things for the year. Who should retire? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like, Sting... For all of you know everything we can say, anything I want to say about him when he when they brought him in, they've used him sparingly. One, he's really only wrestled on big shows, and two, he's been good. Yes, he's done a good job. I suspect that this is going to be a lot of Darby and Jay Lethal, and the problem with that is. Not that those two aren't good, and they're not, and they're like not bad at wrestling each other. I've just seen a lot of it now, and they don't need Jarrett or Sting. No, and the the problem is that like without Jarrett or Sting, I wouldn't be excited about the match because we've already done the singles match to death. But I'm not excited with them, and like with all the flunkies that. Jay Lethal already has. Like, Saddam Singh's gonna do something, I'm sure. Uh, he'll probably, like, hit Sting and Sting will no sell it. Or, like, I just. And Sanjay Dutt at this point. <laughs> if that happens, Kyle, I'm gonna pop huge. <laughs> uh, Sanjay Dutt at this point has go away heat for me. I'm just. I, I don't care about this group. No, I agree with you. I certainly agree with you. It has been like, I was really excited for Jay Lethal coming into AEW. Him being paired with these guys has taken all that excitement away. And they were teasing a breakup. I was yeah. so excited. We were getting there. It was going to happen. And then it didn't because Jarrett had to come in and, and fold that guitar over Darby Allen. Wow. You know, what's going to happen is we're going to get, Sting no selling a guitar shot. Yeah. That's what because we're gonna get for that through three companies. For old time's sake. Three companies, like... WCW, TNA, AEW, no selling guitar shots. With Tony Schiavone calling it. Oh like, you... I'll feel like I'm doing a review. <laughs> Some, like I feel like what has happened is we've reviewed um WCW from 99 2000 so many times that uh it has come back to I, or maybe we haven't reviewed it in long in too long enough like now that we we've gone away from it it had to come and get us yes that's why Jeff Jarrett showed up he's like I'm going to fuck those wild guys up um let's move on I have nothing more to say about this match the probably the biggest wild card on this show, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Soraya. I think this is going to have a lot of heat. I think the crowd's going to be huge for this match. Anything Soraya does is going to be amplified by the fact that this crowd is going to be crazy for her. Uh, Britt mm. Baker, too. Capable worker, absolutely. She's carried this division for so long. She's the perfect lady to have in there with Soraya. Uh, it's a great, like, it's not a perfect story. They haven't done it perfectly over the time that Soraya's been there. But I'm excited for it. And I think that, like, Soraya did an interview this week where she said that she's going to be under the microscope heavily in this match because every little thing that she does wrong is going to be, like, magnified by this audience. 
So it's going to be interesting to see how she performs. I'm assuming she's been training for a while. She she was officially cleared on last week's show, um, storyline-wise anyway. But I imagine she has been for some time. I suspect they've worked out this match a fair bit. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm very excited for this match, though. I think this is going to be really tremendous. And I'm glad that it's a non-female title-related match on a pay-per-view. Yes. That's a step in the right direction. Yes, it is. Um, we'll get to we'll get to some title matches next, I think. Um, because I think there's, this is interesting. So, okay, here's what I'll say about this match. It's uh, Jade Cargill is defending her TBS championship against Nyla Rose. I think the match is going to be pretty good, but... My problem is that it has to live up for a really bad story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like this has milked, been shit. They've milked, they've milked this for a while. Nyla's gotta kind of stand up to Jade here. And she can't. She's not gonna beat her. But like, if this is just a squash match, we've spent months on this. Yep. This is very reminiscent to how I feel about the Miz and. Uh, Dexter Loomis over on Raw. It's been going since the summertime. There's no real direction. Uh, it's it's chaos all around. But um, yeah, I, I'm just I'm, I really hope this is the last we're going to see of this because this has been terrible for Jade. Like poor Jade, who has had such a great year with improvements in the ring, and I feel like really de- like developing into quite the star. Um, mm. I feel this like was, this has been it was a very un, it was very unstar-like. Yes. 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 And I'm like, because Jade's not a face. No. And and she's not going to be turned into a face with this program either. No. I, I don't know if that was the intention. I just don't. I don't get this because Jade and Nyla, there was so many interesting directions you could have gone with this they have decent chemistry talking back and forth nyla has every right to be like to be in line to challenge for the tbs championship she's a former women's champion more than capable worker like they they could have set this story up a lot of different ways they set it up the worst possible way it's taken nyla who is like this dominant heel and turned her into like a coward. And it's taken Jade, who is this unflappable, unstoppable mo- uh, on this monster run, and she continues this monster run without the belts to prove it. It literally like Nyla's been defending the belt. And like this, that is it's so ass backwards. And the thing about this is that again. The heel stealing the belt is not a bad storyline. If done right. This one just, it was the wrong, it was the wrong people to do it with. And it was, and the roles are just so off. It just, it just doesn't make sense. Like if you wanted to do a belt stealing, the the belt stealing, and I feel like this is going to end up being a match. Probably, it would. Uh, if you wanted to do a belt stealing, you could have done um, FTR losing one of their belts to the 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 Gun Club. Yeah, 
that would have been fine. Like, and because that those rules make sense. It makes sense that, especially with the help of W. Morrissey and some of the people that they have in their their uh, whatever, that the gun club could get one over on uh, FTR. And it makes sense because they're cowards too. They'd run away at every opportunity when if FTR tried to stand up to them. And then they'd like have the opportunity to come down and like air guitar with the belts coming in during their entrance. Like that's a, that is a dynamic where it makes sense with Nyla Rose. It just doesn't, it doesn't play into her character. It do, it's, it's just off. Uh, Kyle, I've got breaking news. Mm. The elite versus the death triangle Saturday at full gear. All right. Should we get uh, into that next? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Um, I assume that's for the trios titles. Yes, it is. I assume the elite's going to win their titles back. This is this is fascinating. I, I I could see that considering that they've been teasing the Death Triangle disbanding for a while. Yeah, that's why I'm suspicious about this. I just here's what I'll say about this. I hope Pac ends up. I hope Pac ends up coming around, and I hope that they end that Death Triangle ends up winning this, because before Death Triangle, Pac was pretty directionless. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. And like, unless they have a plan for what they want to do with Pac, don't just break this up. <clears throat> And with the elite, like in Chicago, is this not show? Is this show? No, this show. Sorry, this show is in New it's Jersey. It's in New Jersey, right? Shows in New Jersey. The elite probably get a good reception. Well, I guess we'll find out. Like that's going to be the thing: is how is this crowd going to take to them after all of this? You know. Stuff that's happened. Especially because they haven't done anything to... Like, so they came back this week. Or was the match just booked? I, I, I'm I'm looking into it now. But it looks like the match was booked for sure. I'm not seeing anything um, that's l- suggesting that they return tonight. I think Pac might have challenged them. Okay. Yeah, I'm seeing it. I saw it added to the list. Okay. I, huh. I hope you guys. I hope you like whatever the plan is. You better have a good plan. Yep, I agree. Because this is odd. Um, we'll move on. I don't really want to talk about this match. I don't know much to say about it. Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson versus Claudio Castagnoli versus Sammy Guevara. Fatal four-way for the ROH World Championship. I don't know. And that's all I have to say about this. I think I do. I think Guevara lays down for Jericho. Interesting. I think he lays down for Jericho to continue this charade that they're pulling with the Ring of Honor title. 
And it, how's the what's the most deplorable way you can you can uh, retain the Ring of Honor title I, if your you opponent know, lies lies down? I for you. honestly do like that. I I I do like that because like. I pulled that shit out of my ass two seconds ago. Like, <laughs> yeah, because I'm I'm looking at this match. I'm like, I don't really think this Chris Jericho thing hasn't run its course. No, it's gonna end at a Ring of Honor pay per view for sure. And neither Danielson nor Castagnoli feels like the right person to hold that title off of Jericho because they're they're still telling the story of dissension between the two of them. I, this is an odd booking choice. I hope they make it work. I, I, if, that, if that is the story, if Jericho does pin Guevara, uh, that's an interesting story at least, and it, it moves us along. But this feels like, I feel like this should have been an open challenge spot. Yeah, I agree. And it should have been like a Ring of Honor legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, like honestly, it could have been Joe. It could have been Joe. It, it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have given a fuck at this point if it was Jerry Lynn. Like, let's go. Come on. All right, it's Ian Riccoboni. He's tired of having his glasses broken. Let's go. Um, we'll move on. Tony Storm versus Jamie Hader. Kind of think this is the spot to to put the belt on Hater. I I feel like I agree with you, but see the problem is, on the one hand, it's a shame that Tony Storm because she never got to hold the actual belt. No, it depends. Like it, it I think it all really depends on when Thunder Rose is coming back. Yeah, because the the story is Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa, right? Uh, maybe, but like my whole thing is that that played out over two pay-per-views that was yeah. on forbidden door. That was also on all out. Like, do we really need a third match? Cause it like was okay at best. Yeah. Um, I mean, we kind of do cause Tony storm needs to do, but like if she's out for longer then Jamie Hayter versus Dr. Britt Baker for the title is more interesting for the time being. Which I think is the direction you go, probably, right? right. Definitely. What is Saraya? Saraya? I guess Saraya spins her wheels until she goes after Jade? That would be interesting. That would be interesting. I, I don't know. Um, guys, I, I suspect Saraya is going to win her match. Yes, I'm expecting that too. And I suspect Jade Cargill is going to win her match. This one I'm torn on. You could go, you could go Tony Storm, and I feel like if you have Thunder Rosa to return, they, like for this show, you can go Tony Storm. But aside, otherwise, yeah, the story is Jamie Hayter, and so I feel like it has to go one of two ways: either Tony Storm, either uh, Jamie Hayter has to win this belt, or Britt has to cost her this title. Because I think we, the fans are ready to cheer Jamie Hayter. Mm-hmm. And one way or the other, it's either you cheer her as the champion going up against Britt, 
or you cheer her going up against Brit because Brit cost her. Like she snaps on Brit and you get that crowd pop. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot of L's that Brit would be taking in one night. That's the thing. Like I, I don't know because I this one this one leaves me torn. I don't know. Yeah, there's certainly a lot you can do with this one. I I just I think that. We, we have to stop waiting to pull the trigger on some people. And Jamie Hayter mm. seems like the right direction right now. Like to, to put off her winning the title and Brit eventually going at her. Like I, for the, cause I think that's a title match, right? And that's a good match. way to close the year. Yeah, it really is. So I, I think now's the time to do it. Tony Storm's not going to be hurt by losing this match. I don't think. No. And I like, and honestly, the thing she might just have to win the real belt eventually or and it's, i don't know this is this is a, this is a tough one to me um we'll move on eliminator tournament final um as of right now it is ethan page or bandito against brian cage or lance archer or ricky sterks are we just going to talk about this as though it's Ethan Page versus Ricky Starks? I, I feel like that's the, the direction they're eventually going to go. Okay. Like, by, by Friday night, I feel like that's going to be the match. So, yeah, we'll find out. But if that's the match, given where we're going for the title, Ethan Page probably makes the most sense. Yeah, I, I feel like this is his tournament to win. This is, I think it'll be his big coming out, showing out moment. And he's going to have, like, he's had good matches since he's gotten here. But this is going to be the moment where he really gets to shine. And honestly, like, depending upon how this pay-per-view ends, he, he's a guy who I could definitely see, you know, holding the title in the very near, very near future. Um... Okay. I agree with you. I think this is good. I'm always happy to see some Stokely, which will be good. I, yeah, I think that's, I hope that's the direction we're going. I don't, you know, as much as I'd like to see interactions between Stokely and Prince Nana, I don't know that we need to. And I don't think Ethan Page versus Brian Cage is an interesting match. Right. Because uh, they're very different in style. It's, it, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the Acclaimed versus Swerve in Our Glory for the tag team titles. I don't know where I am with this one. I feel I like... Th- I don't this, think they are either. Really. This has to be the end. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, there's, there's no way you get more than three matches out of this, these teams. And I think the second match was better than the first... No, the first match was better than the second. Okay. Right. Um, is this where we break them up? I think so. I definitely think so. Okay. I don't hate that. I think it's it's good to get these two out on their own. Like, not to I say do, that... Here's, like, the thing. here's the thing, though. I think you break them up, but I don't think they need to fight each other. I don't know. I feel like that's going to be the direction. Like, just the way that they've interacted, I feel like it's leading to that. 
Yeah, I guess. I just don't... I don't know if we need it. I don't know. And here's the thing. Here's what I'll say. Swerve is such a natural heel. But everything about him is so babyface. And Keith Lee... I, I think Keith Lee never fully turned heel. Mm-hmm. This is a weird... This is an odd team. And it's, But they the thing is that they've actually worked. As two yes. guys who were thrown together, they made it work, and they, they were successful. So here's my question. Let's say they claim take this title. Is FTR the next direction? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. They seem to want to put that off. And I get it. And I, I, you can probably push that until the next pay-per-view in January. February. February. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. Do you have something in between then? Well, I feel like you don't necessarily, like, the way that Tony Khan books, you don't necessarily need to book that on a pay-per-view. No, but, like, I feel like FTR want to win that those titles on the pay-per-view. It's possible, but I also feel like if you're going to get the Elite back, we could also get the Elite trying to go for the AEW tag titles against FTR when FTR are the baby faces at Revolution, and that would be just as good. That's true. Or, you know, honestly, if you're going to break up Death Triangle, Lucha Bros factoring into this is also interesting. That sounds great. Anyway, that's there's a lot of options, I'm sure. We'll move on. Main event, John Moxley versus MJF. This is going to be great. This is going to be more, great. I think this match is going to be very good. The more I think about it, because the whole thing about this story is just don't think MJF's going to win it. He's going to get his huge baby face pop. It's going to be great. The more I think about it, I feel like something's going to happen that's going to, like, take us in a different direction than the story we're expecting. And I don't know what, and I don't know how I feel about it. So you think that the the devil is going to, you know, come into play in this? Either something with that... Or something with Regal, or um, Kyle. Kyle, do you know what the greatest trick the devil ever played is? I I know the old adage is making us believe that he didn't exist. Right. So by MJF playing the babyface for the last few weeks, the devil didn't exist. Yeah. And that just sounds like an MJF promo, doesn't it? It kind of does. I just I just don't know that like there's no come if he goes fade if he goes heel, there's no coming back from it. Yeah, but I think that he's comfortable with that. That's a guy think, who I feel like you're you're not going to get that hesitation. That's true. It's just oh, There's no returning from that. 
I know, it, I know. Unless he goes to the WWE. Uh, I know I don't want him there either. I want him to be the AEW guy. I, more, I, I really it's more. It's not even that. It's just I don't. The idea, you know, the idea. Uh, yeah, I'm sure the WWE wants him. I'm sure they'll have plans for him. I just like. He's in such a good position here. Why would you risk run the risk of getting lost in the shuffle? I don't disagree. <coughs> like it's, I'll say this. Everyone assumes Cody Rhodes like winning a world championship is a foregone conclusion. I don't. I don't anymore. Not with Triple H taking over. I feel like there's a little bit of hostility. And I feel like when Cody comes back, he's going to be kind of relegated into the shuffle. I, I, for me, you know, plans change so much in wrestling. And everything's changes so much in wrestling, it's hard to tell. I just, I don't know. Something about this feels off. And I just, honestly, I just want them to tell the story as is. Even if he's going to go heal eventually, I just don't. I don't know how interested I am in heel MJF and heel champion MJF. I mean, it's going to be a a transition, I think, once this pay-per-view is over. I certainly don't think Moxley's winning this. I feel like this is MJF spot to 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 take it and, and run I, with it. I agree. I generally agree with you, but like I have been wrong betting against John Moxley every time I've done it. Sure, sure. This is just bigger than that, I think though. Just because considering the position that they're in with MJF and how they they have one year to make this guy as profitable as possible so they can cash in and offer him a bigger contract than WWE can. And I'm sure they can compete. That's one thing that AEW has proven is they, they're, they're able to compete with these big numbers. I agree. It's just like, yeah, man, I, I hope, I hope they know what they're doing. Cause I I feel like I feel like they need a win this weekend, you know? I feel like we're we were in such a and I can't confirm that Ethan Page did pick up the victory, so he'll be uh it'll be Ethan Page for sure. You know, in that uh the Eliminator match. Right. Also, and here's a question for you. More uh, more surprising exclusion. Although, no, wait, never mind. Now I'm thinking of people who are hurt. Um, Do you presume FTR and the Gun Club is going to be a match that we're going to see? I feel like it it could be added, but I feel like almost if it is, it may be on the, the zero hour. Uh, I don't know if you can put FTR there. I, I, I agree with you, but I also <laughs> don't know if uh, I also don't know if it's important enough to be on the show. But we'll yeah. see. I mean, like, certainly F- we'll we'll see. 
it's it's odd to me that they're not defending their one of their other titles. The All Atlantic. Oh no! Or the not, TNT. No. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm. I mean, are we getting the Triple Threat? The Triple Threat. Samoa Joe versus um, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Wardlow. I think we could. That's certainly a way we could we could go, and I think that's a fire match too. There's a Hoss fight of the year right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, there's there's a few directions, we, and what's interesting about that one is you've got two belts there, you could play around with. There's a lot of things you could do with that. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like this this card. Now that there's ten matches on it. I don't want there to be more than 10 matches on it. It just feels like they're going to, there's people, enough people missing that I feel like they're going to want to add more stuff to it. And I don't know how I feel about that. Like I said, what I'm hoping for is that Tony Khan just goes haywire on the zero hour and he throws like big names on it to try and draw a crowd. Uh, apparently this this pay-per-view almost has a million dollar gate again that'll be the fifth one for tony khan this year here you know what the sad thing is the match that i probably i don't think they'll do it but the match they could put on the zero hour is page versus starks honestly i know they won't but no that's that's gonna be on the show hmm I mean, you could you could put the acclaimed and serve in their glory. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't move any of the current book matches onto the zero hour. But if you're going to add anything else, I think yeah. that it, it it sort of benefits you to put some bigger names on this free show to try and draw a crowd in, especially with a pay per view that you and I have discussed the entire show we've been doing is not as strong as most AEW pay-per-views. But the thing about it is that it's not that the, like, all the wrestlers are there. Yeah. What makes this pay-per-view frustrating isn't, it's the stories they're telling going in. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, I would never have had a problem with Jade Cargill versus Nyla Rose in concept. It's just in execution, it's it's kind of been bad. Right. Um, the acclaim versus Swerve in Our Glory, like that's a good match. This story feels like it, or I'll even say this: Chris Jericho is the Chris Jericho uh, four-way. I think if they were telling a different story, interests me a lot more than it does right now. Right, because it's there's so much turmoil in it, and I just don't, I don't know where they go with it. You know. Mm-hmm. If we, if Yuta comes out and he messes something up, because the Jericho Appreciation Society doesn't need more people, like maybe Daniel Garcia gets involved in it. Like I, have, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> there's so much, there's so much chaos that is, there's so much potential chaos. You know, you know what this show is missing? It's missing, it's missing a battle royal. Yeah, yeah, that's the it, it, it could be added too. Who knows? I feel like I feel like what we're missing, and even if they do that on the pre-show, 
Yeah. I feel like there's there's just get there's some more people who need to be on the show or who need to be involved right now. And I feel like there's some interesting return potential. I don't know. Um all right, we'll, we'll say this. Let's let's end on this. Um, do you want to go predicting one surprise, either like a surprise appearance or a, or a result that you think would be surprising, or like do you want to call a shot? Well, I. Hmm. That's interesting. Call a shot. I say Ethan Page is winning this thing, and I think he's winning. He's winning it cleanly. Um, and I think that he's going to be put into the top tier position. I'm going to call a shot, but I'm not going to explain how we're going to get there because I have no idea. I think Blackpool Combat Club is over after this pay-per-view. Okay. Okay. I don't know how we get there, but I think it's over. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Short-lived, but uh, probably remembered. All right. You think that maybe Regal and MJF have a thing? It's pot like that seems like there's there's enough pieces here, and the fact Wheeler U doesn't have a match, like I don't know. There's enough pieces here that I feel like we're heading in a direction, and I wonder, and I I I do think that that could be the direction for it. Um, I. We're not assuming there's going to be somebody showing up, right? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I think we could see. Uh, I think we could see um, Jake Roberts. Do we see Jake Roberts if it, if it's not with Lance Archer? It's possible. It's possible. I mean, like, oh. it's been so long now that I feel like you could get away with it. Um. So. I think that's pretty much it. Man. Do you know what does I'm looking at I'm just looking over last year's um full gear. Yeah. It's unrecognizable. Ironically. That was a show that I would say, looking back at it especially, is pretty chaotically booked. I think that's Tony Khan's thing. But, oh yeah, MJF and Darby Allen was a great match. And then obviously, like, Paige winning, beating Omega. But, yeah, just a lot of, a lot of random. Maybe if we go back in time and listen to the shows that we were doing at the time, it wouldn't be so random. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, anyway, uh, I think that's pretty much all that we've got for tonight. Um, unless there's anything else you want to, otherwise you want to take us home? No. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about the social medias. If you want to find us on Twitter, it's at WN wallop on Instagram, just simply WN wallop. On Facebook, it's Wednesday Night Wallop. Look for myself and Kyle Joseph's name. Kyle, if they want to reach out to you personally on Twitter, how would they do that? Uh, it is 
at LegendaryKJ, which is L-E-R-E-G-E-N-D-A-R-Y-K-J. And if you want to reach out to me personally on Twitter, it's at R-Y-A-M Sport Report. Uh, Kyle, next week we're going to be doing a Wednesday Night Rewind. We're going to be doing a, a, a Ryland's Morning Sports Report. Talk about that a little bit. Sure. Um, we have to watch uh, a 1992 WCW pay-per-view because nostalgia is broken in the minds of, of uh, wrestling fans. And, uh, it's, just and, it's just me. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. I am. I have been told up and down that this is uh, a very good uh, War Games match. Now, there are several perfectly good ones from the, the NXT era, but we're watching this one. Um, so look forward to that. Um, it has stunning Steve Austin in it. Um, <laughs> and then uh, we'll be talking about the FIFA World Cup because it's coming up. Because soccer is our lives now. It was F1. We recorded one F1 show and now we're into soccer. That's how me I mean, and Kyle I'm still watch. I'm still watching the F1 stuff. This, this past week was, was messy. Yes, yes, um, it's going to be so much fun to review. I, I'm very excited about this. But, but yeah, we'll uh, we will get all of that to you and so much more in the coming days. Until then, um, yeah, you have been walloped. Good night. You have been listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter, at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.